and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world. And it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. Let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. We're talking ebooks for preschoolers, and we're going to ask our ebooks a yay or our ebooks a nay when it comes to working with preschoolers. We're going to look at both the cons and the pros of ebooks. And importantly, we're going to look at the very latest research. The research I'm going to be citing is from 2021 to today. If I were to go back in time and look at research from 2018, 2019, we would be looking at a different type of ebook. We would be looking at ebooks that were largely static pictures. All you could do is turn the page. Ebooks have really evolved and ebooks have become much more engaging, more interactive, and they're also asking higher level engaging questions. We're going to really want to make sure that we're referencing research that reflects ebooks today day when we're making decisions about whether or not to include ebooks in our practice. Let's first dive into the cons. What are some of the cons according to the research? Well, the first one is when they take an ebook and suppose you have a famous actress or actor reading a book on a screen and the child's watching the screen, what we find is that there's less dialogic reading strategies. So if the parent is reading a paper copy with the child, what the parent is likely to do is use something known as dialogic reading strategies. And those are strategies that connect the child's prior knowledge, the child's personal experiences, the child's emotions into the text. So when the child brings those ideas and shares them, the adult then takes those ideas and helps the child evaluate how the ideas fit into the text, helps the child with expanding the ideas into sentences that are longer in length and complexity. It's a way of combining the child's world and the world of the story. It's a highly effective technique in improving both literacy and language skills. The child is not going to get that if the child is simply listening to a book on the screen in an ebook form, but they will get that if they have a print copy with a parent. So that's a very big con is that just listening to the story on the ebook, you're not going to get the dialogic techniques, which are very powerful in improving language 
literacy skills, and engagement. The second con with using an ebook is that you have an increase in the amount of screen time. This is going to add to that number. But this is another important question that we really have to research and ask. Not all screen time is created equally. For instance, when they looked at elementary age children and middle school children that spent consuming social media is not good for children. It results in heightened anxiety levels, heightened depression levels. However, the same research shows that Zoom calls with friends, Zoom calls with family members, social interactions in the sense of screen time is beneficial for elementary and middle school children. We have this linguistic leg in which we talk about screen time, but not all screen time is bad. Some screen time is actually good and some screen time is bad. And we really need the language to operationalize that so we can better research screen time. Let's go to the next con. The next con is the quality varies with eBooks. Some eBooks today, when you look at them, they're going to have these yes, no questions, fact questions. They're going to have all of these low level questions for the ch child. What color is the flower? Do now, these types of eBooks are using the child's precious working memory, their cognitive load on low level task. What we want instead is an eBook that is going to show higher level thinking. So we want an ebook that's going to ask the dialogic questions. We want an ebook that's going to ask inferential questions. Why is this child sad? What do you predict is going to happen next? We want these high level inferential dialogic questions that connect the child's experience to the text, that ask the child to make inferences based on the information given, that have are open-ended in nature. These are ebooks that we want. However, there's great variance in ebooks. Today on the market, you're going to find ebooks with low level questions that tend to turn the children off the literacy experience. And you're also going to find ebooks that have high level questions that tend to turn the children on to literacy. So this is a caveat emptor buyer beware market. Not all ebooks are created equally. So we can't just say ebooks are great for preschool age children. Some are, some aren't. The quality varies. We want to think about the response cost. So an ebook at the end of the day is time spent away from movement, time spent away from interacting with other individuals. Thinking about the response cost is very important because the most valuable asset we have in early intervention is time. And that's because neuroplasticity is at the greatest level for children. So we have to really take seriously the response cost. Time spent on a screen is time that the child is not moving. Time spent on a screen is time that child is not interacting with others. So that is a huge response cost. We need to take that seriously when we're considering whether or not we want a preschool or to be experiencing books from a ebook. Those are the cons in the ebooks today. Let's look at the pros of the ebooks today. Before I jump into this, I want to tell a little story that was of interest to me. My favorite newscaster, Fareed Zakaria, 
had a guest this summer. His name was Bjorn Lumberg, and he was from the Copenhagen Consensus looks at how can we deal with the world's problems in an economical, logical manner using our resources in the most efficient way possible. It kind of reminded me of what Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is doing. How can we solve these major world crisis in, in an efficient manner with the resources we have. They were talking about the children of sub-Saharan Africa and how they didn't have schools, or if they did have schools, they would take a hundred children that were between the ages of five to 15 and put them all in one classroom and try to teach them, even though they're all at different levels. So they're trying to do the same curriculum with a group of children who are very different ages and who have very different experiences being gathered together. What Bjorn Lumberg recommended is he said that we should give these children tablets. So I envision something like the Khan Academy, but it would be the sub-Saharan Africa version of the Khan Academy. You just load the airplanes up with these tablets and you give each of the child children a tablet and then the children could work at their own pace. Like, okay, you're now at a kindergarten level. Let's start there. And you are at a fifth grade level. So we're going to start you there. And they could move forward at their own pace and it would individualize their education. Now, if you're an educator, or if you're like me, a therapist, you might laugh at that a little bit. And you might think, well, is that like, let them eat cake, like a Maria Antoinette moment where it's like, oh, these kids need to be educated. Just give them a tablet. And, and and off they go. <laughs> and they're going to get their education that way and everything's going to be fine. And the, the tablet's going to be under $200. And there we've got them all set for education. Now, it does seem that way. It seems a little bit tone deaf, right? But let's take a, d- a deeper dive into the research. And what is the pros of this ebook? Is there research to show that this ebook really can make a difference in these children's lives? And the research is actually promising. So let's look at the promising parts of the ebook. The first one is that the research has shown that these ebooks, this is the child with the ebook, can improve phonological awareness skills and also improve vocabulary with the child independently using the tablet. So this is not the case when they researched the child independently with a storybook that was not improving the phonological awareness skills, that was not improving the child's vocabulary. So what is another pro of the ebook? The children can listen to the ebook without an adult present. Now that's huge because in the U.S., 90% of households are dual income. So time is not this unlimited resource. Parents are busy. They're busy getting food on the table. They're busy taking care of the children's basic needs. They're busy making sure the homework is getting done. A lot of times storybook reading multiple times for extended periods of times is simply not possible because they're getting basic needs met in addition to working full time. Maybe the parent reads the story with the child one time, but then the child can go and listen on their own 10 more times. That's huge because children learn through repeated experiences, especially if the child has developmental language disorder. The research indicates that they need more repetition of the same experience for learning to occur. Let's look at the third pro of ebooks. 
The most recent meta-analytic research indicates that children from lower SES homes that may be deprived of having expensive books benefit from ebook interventions. Also, children who are English language learners benefit from ebook interventions that give them that extra practice. And lastly, children with learning disabilities benefit from ebook interventions. And once again, it gives them that extra repetition and practice to learn language and literacy. Let's look at another pro of ebooks. Ebooks are cheaper and easier to store than print books. I know for myself as a speech pathologist, I'm finding that storybooks are hovering around the $20 price point right now. That's really expensive. So if you're looking at just buying five storybooks, which will cover you for a month using a different storybook each week, that's $100 on books alone. So ebooks are a cheaper solution than print books. You can get the ebooks for free off of YouTube, download them and show those. It's also easier to store. So now I want to get to the final pro of ebooks. And this one is huge. And this one is actually quite exciting. This one is showing that ebooks, when they're done well, and what I mean by ebooks done well is ebooks that are interactive and that are using dialogic, high level inferential questions that also point out the story grammar. These ebooks are not only teaching the children and accelerating their language and literacy skills, but they're also teaching the parents. What they're finding is when ebooks are done well with these dialogic cues, Parents are themselves using dialogic cues in their questioning of the children and their prompting the children. Also, parents are more encouraging, and that's because the child is already engaged in the book. The parents are showing more encouragement of the child's independence in the book reading experience and allowing the child to take the lead. This is huge. So these are really, really important gains, not only in language, not only in literacy, but also in parent education and in the emotional experience. They're finding that parents are more responsive in these ebook interactions that incorporate dialogic reading. They find that when these same parent and child dyads are given a paper book, the parent is using a lot of their energy to keep the child simply engaged in the paper book. Having that ebook that's well done is engaging the child and it frees the parent up to use their energy to encourage the child and to provide dialogic cues themselves. I think this is exciting. In the future, we're going to find a way in which we can intelligently incorporate technology into what we know works in our low-tech world. When we look at the cons and we look at the pros, what can we take away? What can we call best practice today? One, it's always better to have a child-adult-screen-triangular relationship, a triad, instead of a dyad in which it's a child to a screen. Nothing beats person-to-person -person interaction. That is always going to reign supreme. And when we do use ebooks, we want it to be used interactively with an adult. The second thing we can take away from this ebook intervention is that we can do ebooks more intelligently. And it was exciting research to find that when ebooks do include the dialogic reading techniques, when ebooks are made more interactive, that 
frees the parent up to use their energy on providing objective encouragement, providing dialogic cues for the child. When we look at that ebook, it can be a great tool for not only children to learn from, but also parents to learn from. The parent is learning how to better scaffold the reading interactions. Moving forward, we're going to use technology to better engage children. We're going to use technology with higher level inferential questions, pointing out story grammar and using dialogic techniques. But we're not going to use technology in which the child is with the screen. So I want you to take all of this information and do what you do every day, make the world a better place, one child at a time. You're always going to be first.